Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. At Chemist Warehouse at this Christmas, find David off hot water at 110 mil for just $34.99. Baz and Izzy, we might be at the beach, but the show goes on. It's the summer breakfast on SENZ. Morena, Aotearoa, Louis Herman Watt, Tony Kemp today back in the studio. It, it, it is SENZ Summer Breakfast, three minutes past six o'clock, 13th of January 2022. I won't stop saying Happy New Year until I have to. Happy New Year to you. I hope you're enjoying it. Your first week back at work, most likely. Maybe not. Maybe you're still on holiday. If you are, fair play to you. I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, stay with us throughout the morning this morning. Six till ten, four hours in the hot seat. Wouldn't rather be doing anything else because there's so much good sport to get through and plenty of good racing to get into as well. Today on the show, well, we're going to cover a lot of it. We're going to cover a lot of it. We're going to talk scrapping. Hopefully Kempi doesn't throw one at me a little straight straight across the desk here. We're going to talk racing. We're going to talk football. Because yesterday, Chris Wood, we spoke about him. We spoke about how Burnley are struggling and they don't necessarily know whether he's going to go to Newcastle or not. Well, he's gone for a medical, which would indicate he's keen to get out of there. Chris Wood, could he be Newcastle's new striker up the top? Cole Shelton is a Canadian MMA writer. He's going to join us and talk Kaikara France. Uh, Blood Diamond, Israel Adesanya, and this weekend's card, which is a ripper. It's looking like an absolute ripper. The Chief Operating Officer of New Zealand Thoroughbred Raising, <laughs> also a Philadelphia lawyer. We <laughs> <laughs> love that. Bruce Sharrick will join us because they're back at Trentham this weekend, the first time since that gnarly abandonment where 
we were seriously let down and stakeholders were seriously let down by the state of the track. So they've got a bunch of actions, New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing, they're seeing through. We'll talk to Bruce about that. And Shauna Polly, what a talent she is. She is a volleyball player in New Zealand and she's, um, well, here I said New Zealand there. Gee, that was terrible. That was the worst. That's the most Kiwi version of saying New Zealand ever. Uh, Shauna Polly, she's been around the world and the summer series is kicking off. This weekend at Ruakaka Beach, so it's the total about 56 or 60-odd athletes from both genders, and they're going to be playing um, up at Ruakaka and then around New Zealand as they get stuck into the volleyball season. So looking forward to catching up with Shauna. Mitch Santner as well after uh, the Aces demolished ND yesterday, but Mitch Santner had a great game, so we'll catch up with him ahead of this ODI series in Australia. So big show. And it's great to be able to welcome back Tony Kemp. Atamanaho, Kare. Yeah, no, happy to be back. Um, yeah, quite Christmas for me, actually, Louis. I didn't, I didn't actually head down to Taranaki. I had a little bit of a drama up here, so I stayed up here and enjoyed the quietness of Auckland when everyone headed out. So, um, yeah, mate, another year. Yeah, I noticed you didn't. He didn't just get back in touch with the old radio partner to say, well, mate, we're still in Auckland, let's go for a pint. Yeah, my wife, mate, I was sending you a couple of couple of winners here and there. and mm. um, Yeah, no, good good time of year. Uh, watch the races, you know, sit sit back, have a couple of a couple of bevies by the barbecue and and just take, um, I guess, take stock of the, the, the year gone and, what, and what's coming up this year. So, um, yeah, it's kicked off already. Everyone's back, the traffic's back. You know, it is. people are back back to work, and I, I guess next week it's it's back into the full swing of things. So, um, off to Wellington this weekend to go to Trentham. To uh, our horse was running Cinerama, but uh, she's been given a rest with a little bit of a. I think she pulled up a little bit sore yesterday, so um, she's actually not in the big race, um, which is unfortunate. But there's some real good racing down there this weekend as well. Yeah, so uh, she was going to run on the Trentham Stakes, was she over the twenty one hundred? Well, she would have lapped up. Absolutely loves the distance. Yeah, well, she just having a bit of um, gate trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little bit. I'd say a lot of gate trouble. She just um, doesn't. She just refuses to jump with the rest. Of oh, and just puts herself doesn't put herself in the race. But the last race really flew home for fourth and and uh, you know ran a ran a real good sectional. So well, we were quite confident that she'd go into that race. Ellen was real happy with the way that she was shaping up. But unfortunately, that's racing. You know, didn't didn't make it through the week and. Um, still going down, but um, you know, just got that news uh, late last night. So, still going down. You know, some good racing on down there. Um, catching up with the boys. Um, Telegraph Day. That's a. It's a. You yeah. go for a group one day on, on the champagne turf. We just need to make sure that the turf is champagne quality. Well, so we'll talk to. Uh, w- that's right. You got Mr. Sherrick on the phone. So <laughs> let's see if he's got the right tickets for us. Yeah, that's right. Well, we have to inquire because. Yeah, you nearly were an owner down here, and there'll be lots of owners turning up on track, and they won't want the same situation as Captain Cook Steaks Day. And look, I'm pretty certain we won't get it because I think the uh, industry or that part of the country got a bit of a scare with how angry that made people last time. So, yeah, Telegraph Day down there at Trentham. So you're still heading down a little bit of a blowout. So you didn't get down. So you didn't get around the the mountain. With no, your mates. I didn't. I didn't get down actually to see the boys and and do the annual trip. Um, you know, there's there's thirty years of it. So then you don't you're not missed if you missed one. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, and you do get to see them a number of times during the year. But uh, the, the other 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 part of that is you didn't you know 
getting down for the trips one thing, but also you you see all your friends and your and your family too. So a little bit disappointed that I haven't haven't been down there yet, but be plenty of times this year. Hopefully we the borders stay open a, a lot longer than they um, than they have been, and we you know do get a couple of trips down there. Man, totally agree. I haven't I haven't got quite out of Auckland just yet for a, an extended period of time. I'm kind of bottling it up for the end of February and starting to get a little bit nervous that it's been a bit quiet on the old Omnicron front in, in uh, New Zealand. It can't be too far, can it? No, it's, it's, I read, this is a real good time of the year for me because you're starting to, to see the teams take shape in the NRL and you're you're looking at the form and one of the big um, stories before Christmas was how many how many teams and players were locking their players down because of the COVID transmission. Um, been doing some work with Joey Johns, as you know. We we spoke to Joey before Christmas and um, his willingness to coach Samoa. Um, we put some plans together that we want to put towards the Samoan executive to try and get Joey and Maddie and Sonny Bill as the coaches for the Samoan team in the World Cup this year. Um, and and just so happened that Joey had COVID, mate. As when we're speak, speaking to him, so if you listen to that interview and he sounds a little bit under the under the weather, well, he actually was. He said, "Mate, I've got COVID. I'm, I'm, you know, haven't haven't been um, given the the hundred hundred percent pass from that I've that I've got it." But you know, a couple of days after that interview, he said, "Mate, I got it. I'm in bed. I'm crook as a dog." So not only not only that, but Newcastle had a few players and and a few other you know, Penrith, I think, went through it as well. And wow. The problem that the problem that we got with this this new strain coming down is that if it goes through something like the NRL, um, it can e- it could easily shut down the competition, and that's the real worry going forward. Yeah, well, I wonder how close uh, the NRL are watching what's going on with the A League and um, the NBL at the moment, because scheduling has been the real issue. It becomes a mess. Because see, you get some teams that have got five games up their sleeve on sleeve on other teams, um, and it becomes a real night, nightmare to work out. And you're right, it runs through them. But they, uh, the other leagues, and I think just Australia and the world in general, are forging on. That's the mentality, forge on. So is there the player depth in the NRL that you can bring through 10, 15 if you need players? Look at the Big Bash. The Melbourne Stars, one, one game, had 12 players out with COVID. And in a game of eleven aside, so you know, like, could the NRL survive that? With the, 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 the difference between the difference between cricket and rugby league is that uh, it's the ball getting battered by the bat. It's, it's not the the person getting battered by another person. And the it's a really good question. The the answer to your question around is there the, any depth? Well, no, there isn't. There simply isn't. If you look at the competition, the top four are, are daylight. Uh, there's daylight between them and the bottom 12 teams. You know what I mean? So when you start to take players out, especially out of those bottom 12 teams... Mate, it'll be 60, 70, 80... And, and, and that's the issue. The issue is is that you're going to get blowout, blowout schools and, and, you know, the, NR, the NRL will be, I guess, trying to mitigate that risk of, of keeping the virus out of... Um, out of the camps, out of the camps of the team, so that they can keep their best teams ship, on the pitch. Ship, ship sailed, right? Unless they, unless they quarantine, unless they hubbed these guys and put them all together up in some. Well, oh, yeah, personally, Louis, I, th- I actually think that people are taking a real. Um, I think the NRL have been proactive, but I think you can take a, a, a more proactive approach to it and actually lock it down. You know, like. Th- th- 
this is just so happens that my partner's a doctor, so we're talking about the virus all the time. And she, you know what she's saying is that a virus generally takes five years to run. You know, and and what are we going into our third year with this COVID thing? Like in the context of the competition, like two more years of lockdown if we have to to save the competition isn't that big a sacrifice to pay. Um, and forget about like set the set the standards. You know, you know what I mean? Like set the bar and make sure that everyone adheres to it. Or and if you don't want to adhere to it, just we'll go and play somewhere else. But keep the competition safe. Yeah, look, it's yeah, I hear it. It's hard to know whether if a city is so say Sydney City doesn't doesn't lock itself down or Brizzy or whatever, they don't I mean there's some restrictions at the moment. Well you can't but you, they're you not, can't travel between No. Between cities. That, that's the biggest problem in the in the States, the Australian states, you've got Victoria, New South Wales, and Brisbane. They're the, they're the three, um, Queensland, they're the three states that we play rugby league in. Um, so Auckland have moved, obviously, over to Redcliffe. They've, they've, they've set themselves up there. Um, actually, they're not at Redcliffe this year. They're somewhere else because the Dolphins have got back in the competition. Um, but you've got these three three federal states who have different different rules in and around their virus and how how people are um, being locked down. So what what I think they need to do is just settle on a state, mm. which you know like like they did last year, but just just contain it. It is brutal. But then you so then you start talking. And this is you're at the third year out of if it is five or whatever. But it's the third year, and then you start talking about player and you know. Um, player welfare and, and a lot of these guys have missed their daughters and sons' births and they've been away and yeah they get the summer with them but the commitment, the serious commitment and I know from from our lens we're looking at it like a you know, the Warriors the Warriors have done this without but just because the Warriors are doing it doesn't make it right for the other teams to have to sacrifice as well. I'm not really too sure. Well it's I think I think when you look at it on the on the biggest scale the NRL and the way way or whether it's going to be played has a ripple effect on down through the community. All right, so we've got kids watching it that want to play community football mm. and have this aspiration to play in the NRL, and and it goes into clubs and and so on and so on, and the and the beast rolls on. The problem with it, if they shut down the NRL, they shut down rugby league. Mm. But but the reality is, if, if they shut, if it, the virus spreads, we shut down community football anyway. Now, at the moment, rugby league in this country is working out their their COVID system on on when to, when and how they should play football for the year. It's just about to kick off. It kicks off in Waitangi weekend around most of the country. So, I think you being proactive is that you set you know you set the the standard, and then you look at the competition and say, well, if we've you know you're saying, well, what happens when you bring them into a community and they've got to be in there for twenty six rounds and there's this mental health space that you look after and your families and so forth. Well, change it. You know what I mean. So change the structure of the competition to suit the the current um, landscape. Well, the the current issue, which mm. is which is you know this this virus, which is over the next two years. Competition should change. I think competition should shorten. Um, we shouldn't be you know there should be breaks in the in the competition so that you can, you've got your 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 Origin weekend. You've got your international window. Shorten the competition window and give people breaks so they can they can spend time with their families in camp. At a pinch, how many games of NRL could you play through a through a let's say a, te- <laughs> a, a two week period? This is like, well, I know how many games you can play in two weeks because we used to do it. Yeah, and what know, is so it? you play you can play. Well, we played Monday, 
in England, you can play Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday for two weeks in a row. So that that was in the old days. Um, this is the this is the argument around. You know, I see it on the internet all the time. You know, like the the Super Rugby or whatever they call it, Arthur or Rugby. Um, oh, it's just too hard on the rugby players. You know, putting all these players up against the other. I'm like, man. You know, actually, people want to see the best players play against each other. And if you can't handle one game a week, then go and play soccer. You know, and the and the the it's not that you want to. My argument is that you don't want to play a game um, and double up on games, which is what they'll happen if the virus kicks in and they've got to have play catch-up games. What I'm saying is shorten the competition and shorten the windows so that you've got breaks in the windows mm. so that, you, that you're looking after the health of people. That's that's where the big, the big questions will come in. I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen, and I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they'll hub the players again. Well, they won't do it I because it's th- all about money. It's about media rights, and it's about money and, the, and, and so what how I much think, they can bring in. And so what I think we'll, we'll see happen is what we've seen with other sports, which is in the NBA we've had more G League players through halfway through the season than – in one season than we ever have before. So there are going to be, if I'm a pretty handy first club NRL player in Sydney or Brisbane at the moment, I'm getting myself in serious nick. I'm putting myself in the exact position that I will, knowing that I will probably be getting a call up into a wider squad, if not onto an, into an NRL game. And I think the scouting for these, the smart clubs would have already started it. They are going to have a backlog of players to churn through. There's no way that the uh, COVID. When does the NRL season start? In March, February? At the at the back end of February, early March, the season starts. The trials start at the at the back end of January. There's there's no way that in uh, six to eight weeks time we don't still have COVID in the community in Australia. They can't get rid of it. Not Omicron that fast. It will have peaked by then, but as far as I can tell, anyway. Not only epidemiologists, and, and, you're, and you're right. They will they will call on players. The problem that you got is that you have got a a pretty average product. Yeah, but they, they, what they don't care is they're still paying the bills. The, the games are still on TV. They don't actually care what the if the fat. I guess a lot of the time, I, I kind of wonder if leagues and sports and commissions and commissioners actually they almost they just kind of write off a fan as a fan. Oh, they don't really know. They, don't, no. they like you know. It's almost like sometimes I felt I felt that oh. They don't actually get the nuance of the game. It's all right. Just give them whatever and they'll watch it. And well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I, I, and I'll, I'll give you an analogy of that. Um, you've got to pay the fan respect because the CEO is a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I do know what you mean. So when you, when you say, I've seen so many people go into football clubs as a professional and, that have no idea about rugby league and all of a sudden become a professional overnight. And... Really, they're just a fan. They don't. They haven't spent their life in the in the game of football. They, they, they are. Um, I, I guess they're influenced by the people that surround them, and sometimes that influence can be actually worse for them, and they're better off being a fan than being influenced by the people that they put themselves around. So you're dead right. You know, you've got to take. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of smart like you, like yourself that people that watch the game that actually know a lot about the game and that should be heard, and you can't treat them like oh they're just a fan that want to turn the TV on. Like I remember coming back to New Zealand in the early two thousands. I went down to Canterbury and it was a trial. I think it was a trial match we played down there, and I walked into one of the pubs down there. Now when I left to go to Aussie to play, if you walked in a pub and a, and a Super Fifteen game was on or or any district football game, mm. a provincial rugby game was mm. on, the pub would be quiet. 
and everyone would be eyes would be glued, glued to the telly. I remember walking in a pub down in Canterbury of all places, and and Crusaders were massive back then, and no one was watching the, the Crusaders play. No one was actually looking at the TV watching them. You know what I mean? And my, the the problem that you got, if your product is terrible, people ain't going to watch it. That's the problem they got. Now, if you haven't got the talent, everyone knows that you haven't got the talent in the NRL to go to go. Well, it's a gamble. Deeper. It's a gamble, it, mate. It is, and I think there's what, what I'm what I'm trying to trying to say is there's easier ways to skin a, to skin this to fill it this fish, and it should be like think about the competition structure and the length of this issue. Mm. Shut it all down. Say put it in a safe environment. It's for another two years. Don't hate it, Kimpy. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred, one five zero, eight eleven. Any league fans out there? NRL fans? Yes, there's you? a thousand league fans out there. Thousands, mate. Yeah, <laughs> they're listening as well. They're up early because they're hardworking Kiwi citizens. Right. They're on the front lines. Uh, what are you expecting from this NRL season? Are you kind of bracing yourself that this might be a bit of a hard watch at times? Or do you think they'll figure it out and uh, they might skin or fillet this fish a little bit differently? 22 minutes past six, back in a second. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.